Hallelujah. bring you greetings from Pastor Obed. He says I should say hello to you. He's in Ghana now. So he said I should make sure I say hello. So I said I will, I will promise him I will say hello. Alright. So with that said, let's look at Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. Let's all read it together. Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. We're going to read it aloud. And we are going to take off very quickly. Amen. Ready? Let's read. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Say it again. Ready? Go. Okay, now say it with you as Peter. And he also said to me, ready, go. Oh, say it like you believe it. Just say it loudly and with conviction, so that you, your spirit man will believe what you are saying. Ready, go. Amen. He said to me that I am Christopher, and on this rock, he will build his church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Turn your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. It says, For when for the time that you ought to be teachers, you need to you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. That and you have Come to need milk, not strong food. Amen. He's saying that the time that you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again. Which means that this person has been taught before. Are you with me? This person, any time anybody uses again, it means that before that thing had been done. Are you with me? It's being repeated. And he's saying that the time that you ought, the word ought means what? Need. Must. It's supposed to. You ought to do it. That means that you are supposed to do it. The time that you ought to be a teacher. The time that you ought to be a leader. See, a teacher is a leader of a class. Are you with me? A teacher is one that leads the people he's teaching. Which means that there is a time that you have to be a teacher. There is a time that you have to be a leader. There is a time that you have to be in charge. If you are in the house of God, you are not going to be a baby forever. You must not be a baby forever. You must not be someone who is 
always being fed again and again and again and again and again. There is a time that you have to graduate from being taught to teaching others. Amen. There's a time that you need to have that leadership mentality. You know, to be a teacher, it's a leadership mentality. I told you it's an art. Are you with me? Anything that is an art can be learned. Hello, are you with me? Anything that is an art can be learned. Anything that uh, is taught you, you can teach somebody else. Because you learned it. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, nobody's minding me. I, I don't know whether you are, you are with me or you, are, you have gone away. The temperature is, is too hot for you. Okay. Then I'll preach five minutes. These days I've been doing very well, preaching short messages. So I can preach a very five minutes message and we'll go home. I don't have a problem. Eh? Should I? I can. All right. So they say, we need to move from where we are to teaching others also. Because the, the work is too vast for us to have uh, uh, blow men. Is, it, is this a good terminology? You know, like when we're growing up, every movie has the main character. That's the main, is a blow man, isn't it? And then you have the one called the killer. The killer is the wicked, the villain, the villain in the movie. The, then the hero in the movie is called the blowman. And you see, we are all supporting the, vil, the hero in the movie, the blowman in the movie, and we are all against the killer in the movie. Are you with me? So you see, we come to church with that mentality where our pastor, our man of God, is the blowman and Satan is killer. Are you with me? And we have come as audience to support the blowman. Are you with me? But that type of that type of 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 of, of church or that type of Christianity is not the right one. Because when when Jesus came, he said that the things that you have seen me do, the same will you do, and greater works would you do than this, because I go to the Father. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So it means you and I have to do greater than what Jesus did. Which means that Jesus is not the blowman. He didn't make himself the blowman. He was not the, the hero. He came to train us so that we will go and become the heroes. We will go and do the work. And do greater than he did. Say so that what I have, you've seen me do is an example to you. To go and do the same. Amen. So with that, we started looking at leadership. How we can also become people that teach others. People who lead others. People who are in charge of other people. Just as some people were in charge of us. Amen. Wasn't it not beautiful to see Pastor David on Sunday? Bruno on Sunday with his, his church members. Wasn't it not beautiful? Yeah. But once upon a time, he walked into church... Didn't know where uh, uh, Genesis was, where Matthew was, where Hebrews was. Are you with me? And he sat where we are sitting. And he heard what we are hearing. And today he has people that are sitting under his feet, hearing what he's teaching. And what he's teaching is the same thing he had. Not anything new. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Which means that if one can do it, and he couldn't speak English. He spoke French. So if he could do it, and we who have been born with English, spoken English all our lives. Hello? Oh, you're not? You're, I think it was a good challenge. It was, he, he's a good challenge to us. And it's not, it's not just him. There are a lot of other people. Yesterday, Chanel, we're all here when Chanel came to church recently. Recently, she came to church. We're all here when she came. We're all here when she gave her life to Christ. We're all here. How many were all here? We're all here. Yesterday, she was preaching. She's the pastor of the Manchester church. And the same thing that she has heard, she's preaching to others who are, who are believing. She, she was telling that, I am surprised that they believe me. <laughs> That's what she was saying. I am surprised that they believe what I'm teaching them. And he said, listen, I, I just copy everything you have said. And I'm saying the same thing. But I'm realizing that the examples that I'm giving is my own examples. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's what I'm surprised that I'm giving my own examples and the people are believing what I'm saying. I say, that's how it is. <laughs> I, I, even the, the, one, the, the white boy in it, he said he's an atheist, which means he doesn't believe in God. Now he's the one who's organizing them for the meeting. Now he's like the assistant. Pastor. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you that this thing is true and it's powerful. It's so, so true. And you see, Satan has made it look so complicated and so mysterious that we don't want to be part of it. But I try, I'm, I'm, I'm really challenging you to try it. Georgina, say amen. Try it. Amen. Get in, in it. Teach others also. Because see, the more you teach, the more you learn. Because if you are going to teach, it means you must know something more than the people you are teaching. Which means that you must do a little more study. Which means that the Bible becomes more of your friend. And prayer becomes more of your friend. Because this thing is not just talking English. Hallelujah. Am, am, I, am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Because we are all here when she gave her life to Christ. A few months ago. And you see, God doesn't care how long or how recent you have been in the kingdom. So long as you have a willing heart, a willing mind to learn and to a passion to teach others, the spirit will come upon you. Hallelujah. God is not a respecter of persons. Doesn't care how long we've been or how long we haven't been. Amen. So with that, we started looking at leadership and we looked at Peter as a, a good example for us. Amen. And we said... What were the I don't want to repeat everything because today I want us to run through. Because we have, we have to do the leadership of Abraham, the leadership of Moses. <laughs> and we are struggling with John, uh, Peter. We haven't even gone to Paul. So we have a long distance, isn't it? So let's hurry up. Number one, quickly, quickly. Number one was what? You just, list, you just call it. I won't say anything about it. When Jesus called, he followed immediately. You see, what will prevent you from being a leader is your hesitation and your doubting. 
He followed immediately. He did not have any reservations. Number two. He doesn't call you to leadership. He calls you to have a close relationship with him. That's the first thing. And then from there, you become. Because he says, follow me and I will make you. So you have to follow him. Get closer to God. Then he makes you. Number two. Number three. God is not a respecter of persons. He's, he doesn't disqualify or qualify anybody. If you come, he will work with you. Amen. The Bible, he said that many are called. Few are chosen. Few are chosen because few elect to respond to the call. Amen. Next one. God calls busy people. He doesn't use people who are lazy. He uses people who are busy. He doesn't use people who are idle. Now that I'm unemployed, I will serve God. No, no, no. He wants you to serve him with all your busyness. Amen. Next one. Sorry? Your skill is important. Amen. Your skill is very, very important. Some of us, we are people's, people's uh, people, isn't it? Yeah. Your skill as a, a, what do you call it, a womanizer, it's important. When you give your life to Christ. How you could win the heart of many girls at the same time. You can use the same skill to win many hearts for Jesus. <laughs> do you know that for somebody to be a, 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 a was a, the one who sells a drug dealer, the person must be very, very, very smart up there. Because you must have organizational skills. You have to you must have man, managerial skills, organizational skills, managerial skills. You have to have a, 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 what do you call advert, advertisement. You must have time management. You must have uh, ability to negotiate. And you must have, you know, the skill to, to be able to make profit. Are you with me? Once you have all that, now that you have given your life to Christ, use the same skill. The skill set is a skill set. You can use it for wrong things or you can use it for right things. Do you get it? Yeah, how to develop loyal customers. Because there are a lot of drug dealers, but they choose to come to you all the time. And they stay with you. And they stay with you. Because you have, you give freebies now and again. You give, like, take this one, bring the money back another time. All those things. All those type of skills, you need, you see, the the problem with us sometimes is that when we give our lives to Christ, we forget all our skills. How you were able to have five men Five different boyfriends. All of them think that they are the only. And you are skillfully managing all five of them. (laughs) Even when they come to meet in in your house at the same time, you are very calm and you manage all of them and nobody feels aggrieved. (laughs) How many know what I'm I'm talking about? Yeah, all those things are important. Now that you are born again Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, use the same skills. <laughs> same skills. 
One, one of these days, I'll give the microphone to this man and I'll sit down. <laughs> it's, a, it's a question. It's a question. It's a question. Okay, next one. Next one. I won't let you take over my microphone. Next one. Have your own revelation. Amen. Let Christ be revealed to you. Says that, who do men say I am? Some say you are this, some say you are that. But you, you yourself, who do you say I am? Say you are the son of the living God. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father. Now you are Peter on this rock. Because of your revelation, I will use you. The extent to which you are used by God is the extent of your revelation. That's what is going to make you a major prophet or a minor prophet. Amen. Amen. Next one. That's it. So that's number, number five. Okay, number six. Today, I want to talk number six is you must love the people of God that you are called to serve. John 21, 15. John the 21st verse, the 15th, the 21st chapter and the 15th verse to the 17th verse. So when they had eaten, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? And he said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said, feed my lambs. Then he said to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? And he said, yes, Lord. You know that I love you. And he said, tend my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he had said a third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Hallelujah. Now, if you go to the first verse, you realize that Simon Peter, Peter was the leader. All right? Peter was the rock on which the church had been built. His name initially was what? Simon, which means unstable as water. And Jesus said, I cannot use you if you are Simon unstable as water. So I'm going to change your name from Simon, which is unstable or instability, to Peter, which means rock and foundation, so that I can use you. But how many know that leaders also backslide? Leaders sometimes backslide. And you see, when a leader backslides, he reverts back to his old ways. Simon had been leading all this while. Now that Jesus was gone, Go to verse 1. Jesus has been gone. It looks like there is a lot of disappointments. Are you with me quickly? 21.1. Then after these things, Jesus showed himself to the disciples at Tiberias. Go on quickly, I don't have time. So Simon Peter called Thomas. The twin, Nathaniel of Cana of Galilee, sons of Zebedee, and the other disciples together. 
And Simon said to them, I am going, I'm going fishing. I'm going back. I'm backsliding back to, remember we have been looking at Luke chapter 5, is it? And he said that uh, from today you will catch men. And the Bible said they left all and fall immediately and followed. We said one of the, the, the traits of a good leader is to respond immediately. He has responded. He has, is now a leader. But time has gone over. Issues have come. Things have, you know, life happens. Things have happened. And Simon is now so discouraged. Peter, Peter is so discouraged that he's gone back to Simon. Are you with me? I, I want you to look at something that when Jesus came to uh, address him, he didn't call him Peter. He called him Simon. Because he's called him in his backsliding state. And he was saying, instead of using Peter, he called him Simon. Do you love me more than this? Meanwhile, from before, after that verse, uh, chapter 16 of Matthew's, uh, Matthew, he started calling him Peter and not Simon. But at this scripture, he's calling him Simon because the guy is backslidden. Yeah, go fishing. And then you see, when a leader backslides, everybody under them also backslide. The Bible says, I strike a shepherd and the sheep will scatter. And they also said what? We go with you. And they went out and immediately got into the boat and that night they caught nothing. Quickly, 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 don't waste my time. But when the morning had come, Jesus stood at the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? And they answered and said to him, no. And he said, remember, now Jesus is, is, is gone. So the Jesus they are talking to is his. Jesus glorified in the spirit. And he said, well, cast your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. So they, they cast the net and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore, the disciple whom Jesus loved, this is um, John, said to Peter, it is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard it was, I mean, you see, when a leader backslides, it's now the, the ordinary church members that give revelation to the leader. Because the man was so backsliding that the revelation was not coming from him. It was coming from his church member. It was the church member that said to the pastor, it is the Lord Jesus who is talking to you. In other words, if you are going to be a leader, you must see more than everybody sees. When you don't see more than the people you are leading sees, then you are backslidden. Then he put this outer garment and removed it. For he had removed it and launched into the sea. <laughs> but the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the nets with fish. And as soon as they came to land, they saw a fire of coals and a fish laid on it. Which means that Jesus had already caught fish. <laughs> he was in the land, but he had fish. They were in the sea. They didn't catch any. Oh, you don't get the, the picture. They had been going, gone all night looking for fish. He was standing at the shore with a, a, a pan or a, a bride 
full of barbecue, barbecue fish waiting. <laughs> Bring some of the fish which you have caught. Quickly. Simon went up and dragged the net to the land full of large fishes. There were about 153 and <laughs> although there was so many, the net was not broken. Okay. And he said, come, eat breakfast. Come, eat breakfast. Amen. Yet none of them dared ask him, who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Are you with me? So, in the middle of eating, Jesus turned to his backsliding leader. And he said, Simon, you blow hot and cold. You were hot as Peter. Now you become cold as Simon. So I cannot call you Peter. See, God knows how to deal with his servants and his, his, his children. When they, they, he calls them out, one of the greatest sins you can ever do to a man of God is to tell them, they are something they are not. Don't tell them you are anointed when the person is backslidden. It's a great disservice. Are you with me? If Jesus had called him Peter, that would have been a great mistake because he would not have known that he was so backslidden and needed to repent. Are you with me? Because even Jesus knows me. No. He doesn't know you because the fruit that you're exhibiting now is not fruit of Peter. It's fruit of Simon. See, by their fruits, you shall know them. So when a person is exhibiting certain fruits that are backsliding fruits, don't mistake it and say that it's spiritual because the man is spiritual. No, no. The past doesn't mean that the present is the same. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to say. So he, he go, 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 go back, go back to 15. For, go forward to 15. Yeah. So he said, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, it's John who was writing, so John was referring to him as Simon Peter, but Jesus referred to him as Simon, you are no longer Peter. Simon, son of Jonah. Now he's referring him back to where he picked him from. Son of Jonah. Do you love me more than this? You see, until you love God more than this, you can never ever lead the house of God. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Until you love God a little bit more than the business you are doing, you can never be effective in the things of God. I'm not saying that because you're a leader, you must resign from your work. That's not what I'm saying. But you, your love, which is where your heart is, that is where your treasure is. If your heart is with, with money, you can never lead the house of God well. Amen. Your heart must be with the people. Amen. That's all I came to preach this evening. That if you are going to ever be effective as a leader, you, you must love. If you are not capable of loving, you are not capable of leading. Tell somebody that thing, right? It's a treatable thing. If you are not capable of loving, you are not capable of leading. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. Did they believe you? 
I don't think they believed you. So tell them again. Because you realize anything in the ministry is undergirded by love. The, the substrata of anything that is... The, the, the base or the substrata is the same thing. The, the base of any and everything that has to be done in ministry is love. I'm going to show you seven things Jesus did and all based on love. Is that all right? Very quickly, number one. Jesus healed the sick in love. Matthew 14, 14. He healed the sick in love. You cannot heal the sick if you don't love them. A lot of people like the crowd, but they don't like people. Amen. A lot of ministers are very happy with the crowds, but they don't like <laughs> individual human beings in their space. When Jesus went out and saw the great multitude, he was moved with compassion for them, and he healed what? They are sick. He was, you can never be moved with compassion if you don't love or have affinity for the people. If you don't have affinity for anybody, compassion for anybody, a heart that goes out to anybody, you can never do anything for them. Ah, I don't know whether you understood what I said. Are you with me? If you love passionately, then the, the spirit flows through you. Are you with me? Even in ministry, even teaching, even preaching, if you don't love the people you are preaching to, the, the message will not come home. It will not hit. Are you with me? That's why as a pastor, you must never ever be offended. You must never allow offense to come into your heart. Because if offense comes into your heart, it stops the people from receiving. Because then offense blocks love. And when love goes out, your ministry is nothing, it's just noise. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you must always love. And the way to do it is to always give, make excuses for them. Even when they are hurting you, make excuses. Oh, they don't know what they are doing. These people, they have their own problems. And you realize that the ones who have the greatest problems, they are the ones who offend you the most. And sometimes they are, the offense they are offending you is not because of you. It's because of the problems they are carrying. The demons that are chasing them. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they make themselves very, very offensive. And if you follow the offense, you block out the love. And when you block out the love, you make your ministry a sounding brass. Amen. You cannot heal anybody you don't love. If you don't have compassion, you cannot, you can't heal them. Your prayer, you pray prayer of healing, but they will never be healed. You try it. Somebody who has offended you, go and pray for them and see whether. <laughs> yeah. Before you realize, curses are coming. Amen. Number two, Jesus raised the dead in love. John eleven thirty five to 38. 
You know of Lazarus, isn't it? The Bible says that he wept because his friend Lazarus was dead. 36. Then the Jews saw him and said, see how he loved him. And some said, could not this man who opened the blind eyes also have kept this man from dying? But you see how Jesus blocks the offense. How many of you, the, the preceding verse is an offensive verse. If you can heal the, the, the eyes, why didn't you make this man well before he died? You can easily be offended by it, but Jesus blocks it. One of the best criteria, best uh, gift a, a leader has is your ability to block offensive behavior. Block it. Don't allow. Don't take anything personal. Don't allow anybody to get at you. Do you, you get it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fight it. <laughs> there was a sister who used to lead praise and worship in church. The husband was playing the drums. I think the, the, the beloved, uh, the boyfriend at the time, used to play the drums. And sometimes they would have argued before they came. Or sometimes, you know, they argued some days back. And she's still bored with the guy. <laughs> you know, so sometimes they were singing. And the guy would play some beats. You know, when you're angry, so if it's like his mind is not even there because he's thinking about what the girl has done the girl. Then the timing, the beat is like slacking and everything. Then she turn and look at the guy and then you know, then after she's finished firing the guy, she turns to the congregation. From that point on, everything she sings is rubbish. And it was not once. It was not twice. It was not three times. To the point that she had to be replaced. I mean, it wasn't like these days that three or four people lead praise and worship before the praise. No, no, it was always, we only had one worship leader. So it's like the whole, she's the main champion. She can just with one little, the whole service is fault. Whole service. The pastor will come like, will do some prayer and do, the whole service is spot. Are, are you getting it? Because if you don't have the ability to block offense, you will not make an effective leader. Because under the offense is present continuous. <laughs> it's like the thing that you have said they shouldn't do, that's exactly what they are doing. Present continues, but you must learn to block it because the man was crying. Verse 35, he was crying. And they uh, look at him. This man who heals the blind, could he not have healed this man before he died? But, but look at 37. And 38, 38, sorry. And Jesus, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Next verse. 
And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, sister of, of the, 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 him who had died, said, Lord, by this time, he stinketh. And he said, for he has been there four days. And Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you will believe, you will see the glory of God? Then they took the stone from the place and the dead man was, where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me, but because of these people standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said these things, he cried out with the last voice, Lazarus, come forth. Then he who had died came bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was wrapped in a cloth. In a cloth. And Jesus said to him, loosen and let him go. Hallelujah. You can see the underlining, the undergirding of all this, this whole story is love. Because Love does not take account of evil done to him. Love forgets all things, hopes all things, believes in all things. Are you with me? Love always hopes that people will change. Even when they are being offensive, you hope that one day they will change. So they carry on. Amen. Are you getting it? Next one, number three. Jesus fed the hungry in love. Matthew 15, 32. Quickly, we have a long distance to go, so hurry up for me, please. Matthew 15, 32. Jesus called his disciples and said to him, I have compassion on these people, for they have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, or they may collapse on the way. Then the disciples said, where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a multitude? And Jesus said, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven and a few little fish. So he commanded the multitude to sit on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and gave thanks and broke them and gave to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitude. And so they ate all and were filled and took seven large baskets full of fragments that were left. Amen. His compassion, his love for the people was what made him able to feed 5,000 men besides women and children. Amen. Listen, you can never feed anybody spiritually if you don't love. You can never feed anybody physically if you don't love. You can never give somebody good advice if you don't love them. Are you with me? You can never pray for anybody if you don't really love them. See, the, 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 the greatest of all spiritual gifts is love. Because in that is every gift. Every gift that comes spiritually flows through love. Without love, you won't do much. Are you with me? Without love, you won't do much. You can never, you can never pass that well if you don't love the people. 
Are you with me? Yeah. So I'm telling you, to be a good leader, you must be a good lover. I'm not talking about... <laughs> I'm not talking about Shabarang's type of love. <laughs> I have a very bad congregation, Lord. Why did you give me this congregation? <laughs> Number four. Jesus preached the kingdom of God in love. Mark 6.34. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began teaching them many things. Hallelujah. He saw them. He had compassion on them. So he began to teach them many things. Hallelujah. You must learn to love if you are going to be a good teacher. Amen. If you don't love the people, you can't teach them right. And that's not even church alone. If you as a teacher in a school, in a school, in a classroom, if you don't love your students, you won't teach well. <laughs> yeah, we have some teachers like that. How many had some teachers like that? You know? They were very happy for you to fail. I, I had a, a teacher. Mathematics teacher. You are here, you can do this work. You fail, you fail, you fail, you fail, you fail. You fail. Sometimes you think he's crying. You fail, you fail, you fail, you fail, you can't do this work. I told you you can't do this work. You see, we can't do it. No wonder I never liked mass until that man was sacked. <laughs> when he was sacked, the next teacher that came, made me fall in love with mathematics and figures. But this man made me think that I was so stupid. And the way you call your full name and tell you how stupid you are. <laughs> and you see, he had, he had some uh, lips. And the way he And you are here? Who taught you to come to this school? And you can't do this work? Listen, this is a great school, Jim. We used to call him A, because everything he says he has to add M. Ish, you can't do this work, and you're him. You fail, you fail, 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 fail. Oh, the people were failing. It was his job. Anyway, he was so, he rejoiced in the fact that people were failing. He failed to the point, he failed us to the point that they sacked him. When they sacked him, they brought another. The person they brought was uh, teaching, was uh, practicing, teaching practice. He was a university student who was under training to be a teacher. But we loved him because he was not too far older than us. And he was just fantastic. And all of a sudden, some of us fell, into, fell in love with mathematics. Some still didn't like the figures. <laughs> But some of us just got onto mathematics. Are you with me? In the same way, it's the same thing in the house of God. If you don't love, even your, your revelations won't fall. 
Because you teach and give a lot of revelation, but nobody will catch it. Because you are, you are not connecting. Your heart is not connected. See, lo- love is, is, is a hard thing. See, how many know when somebody loves you? Even when they haven't said it. Give me a wave. I think he loves me. It's like you don't, he's never said anything, but you feel, you feel that the person loves you. So, so, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Let, let me preach on. Swiftly come, moving on. <laughs> so, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. He didn't say anything, he just. <laughs> See, when, when, when somebody loves you, even when they are not saying, even when they are, they are, have P.O.P. of the mouth. <laughs> and the, the word is not coming. <laughs> it's like, the, the word is not coming. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> you what? Um, <laughs> how was your night? Was it okay? <laughs> Then, you see, sometimes, as, as they are talking, you want to help them. Say, listen, I know you want to say, I say, I say, I love <laughs> I I'm just preaching my preaching. Don't, don't come and add me to it. You see, you see, they may not even be bold enough to say it, but you know, because the heart connects. You understand? You sense it. You know it. And you see, when the heart connects and it's, it's real, it's easy to say and flow. It's easy because whatever you say it becomes real and it becomes spiritual. Do, do, do you get it? So, so you, you need, oh, please don't spoil my message. <laughs> So you need, you need love if you're going to make any difference. Even if you're, you're talking to them for the first time, for the first five minutes, you need to have an empathy. See, when I say love, I'm talking about empathy, compassion. Put yourself in their place. Put your, your shoes in their shoes. You understand? Put your, your feet in their shoes. And if you were in their shoes, what would you want somebody else to do to, for you? What would you want somebody to say to you? What would you want somebody to give you? What would you want somebody to do for you? And you see, with that, there's a certain spiritual backing, a certain anointing that fills that thing. And then it makes impact. Yeah. Hallelujah. It makes great impact. Because it is with love. It is true love. You see, even when you are rebuking somebody and you love them, they know. You see, I, I left, I had been preaching to this church for 10 years. And when the person was coming to take over 
from me came to the church and he saw that something I talked to some people harshly. You stupid girl. And I go to somebody, you foolish. And then the person said, okay. So he took the microphone. You stupid girl. Don't wave your finger like that. Don't wave your finger like that in my face. The pastor was very surprised. Because he saw me wave my finger and everything. You are not Pastor Chris. They told me, you are not Pastor Chris. Don't ever wave your finger at me like that again. Quickly, he put his hand. <laughs> because even when the finger was there, they know the heart. They know that this man is ride or die. They go to prison, I'm there with them. They go to the law, they are standing, court martial. You know what court martial is? It's not ordinary court. We are talking about army court. And everybody has run away. I'm the only person standing with the person. And if the person is going to jail, I'm going with him. Stand. Person standing. The person can't stand well, so I'm holding him. I'm holding him as a standing. When that person is insulting you, you say thank you. Because you know that the insult is coming from the right place. That's how come our mothers will insult us, but we never ever retort or say anything. But our, our stepmother tries the same thing. Uh, <laughs> how many know what I'm talking about? stepmother come and do it because you see you have not shown love so you can't come and be showing some corrections that you haven't shown love to cover so you, you come and take over a church you don't go ranting and raving no 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 you, it's time to show love see don't go and be doing what I do here <laughs> in a place no 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 you have to start with showing love there will come a time you have to do, you can do also those, those things. But you show love first. Then after that, you can get the cane out and the belt out. Even when you are lashing them, they will come and, you see, when you beat some, a, a, a child, you beat a child, they will run and cry and come and hug you. Because you are the only one they'll come, in, they, they'll come for comfort. The same person will be there and they come to you for comfort. Yeah, because they know your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So you see, there's nothing in the ministry that will be done well without love. Next one. Jesus cast out demons in love. Hey, now we are going to, into something. Ma Matthew 8, 16. Uh, Brother Pastor, are you saying that Jesus loved the demons? No, that's not what I'm saying. When evening had come, they brought to him many who had, were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirit with a word and healed all who were sick. Amen. Now, if you look at the, 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 the verse before, you realize that he loved the people. Are you with me? So he, his love made him so angry and mad at the fact that demons had infiltrated this lovely person. Are you with me? 
So he cuts out the demon possessed with that compassion and that love. Are you getting it? But see, some of us, we see the person equal to the devil. Mm. This is a witch. <laughs> Have you seen how in certain parts of Africa, they say somebody's a witch, the way they treat them. Yeah. Even when they take them to certain prayer camps and things. They will chain them and they will be hitting them. They are praying with hitting them. That thing doesn't work. Because you are equating the person with the demon inside the person. The person is not the demon. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. See, your love for the person is what will energize you to attack the demon that is. And not them. Hello? Are we okay? Number six, quickly. Jesus interceded for the disciples and his church in love. John 17, 20 to 21. My prayer for is not for them alone. I pray also that, I pray also for who will believe in me through their word. That all may be one as you, Father, and I are in you, Father, and are in me, and I in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Hallelujah. He was pre praying for the church. Intercession is not intercession without love. Because for you to intercede for somebody means to put yourself in between the person and the problem. Are you with me? If you don't love anybody, you cannot intercede for them. You cannot criticize your pastor and intercede for him. It doesn't work. Because you have broken a spiritual protocol. Hello? Are we learning something? Okay. So you must love. And see, another way to learn to love somebody is to intercede for them. Because as you keep interceding for them, that love will be generated. Amen. So when you are struggling to love somebody, learn to start praying for them. It will come. Number seven, God, Jesus gave his life for the world in love. I'm sure we all know this. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting love. Amen. One number we, it's number seven, isn't it? So we finished. Okay, first John 4, 11. First John 4, 11. First John 4, 11. Let's all read it. Ready, go. Oh, read it properly. Ready, go. If God loved us, if Jesus has given us all these seven examples of ministry, then we also ought, we also necessarily have to emulate the same thing. Amen. You see, you owe 
the people that come into this church love. Oh, I don't know whether you understood what I'm saying. Anybody who walks into this room, you owe them. And the Bible says, oh, no man, nothing except love. So you owe it to anybody who walks into this building, whether they are pierced, tattoo from head to toe, whether they are homosexual, whether they are uh, uh, drug addicts, whatever it is, as wild as they, they may be, you owe them love. Because you, you don't know what, how they'll turn up. Because yeah. I remember when Bruno walked into the church. He didn't look like the Bruno who came here. He had wild earrings. He had a nose ring. That guy who came here, he had an earring, nose ring when he came to church. I remember the day he removed it. We were having a convention. He was in church. The choir was singing. He started to cry. That was the day he started taking his, his rings off in the middle of the choir singing. Crying and taking his things off. It was one evening. Oh, no man, nothing. Except love. Are you with me? Look at your neighbor and tell them that I owe you love. Evans, Evans, come and sit here. Come, come and sit here. Come and sit here. Nobody will bother you again. Every every Wednesday evening, sit here. Uh, from today, sit there. Don't don't let anybody bully you in the church. Listen, let, get up, stand up, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. I think some people are feeling too hot. So. 